Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am delighted to welcome back to the show my friend and host of the very popular podcast Ologies and also all sorts of TV stuff, which I will let her tell us the latest in all of that. Please put your hands together for the lovely Ms. Allie Ward. Oh, shucks. Oh, it's so nice to be back. It's nice to see it's you. Nice to see it's you. Ben. So you okay, last came on the show over Zoom. Yeah. December 12th, 2021. Yes. And that is when we had so much fun. You <sighs> taught me about the filters. We yes. turned ourselves into pigs. We gave ourselves mustaches. <sighs> true. Um, every time someone says it's been, I always think, I'll <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since 2021. I yes. Know. And I, I didn't realize it had been that long. Well, I did and I didn't realize it had been that long. I think we also talked about middle parts, side bangs. Yes. And I feel like maybe the tide and the part is turning on that. Really? I think maybe. For anyone who's not keeping up, and (laughs) I just have to take a moment to say, as I told you, the moment, like when you were still on the other side of the doorway, Hmm. my ears are clogging and unclogging, clogging and unclogging, and it is like making me feel mental. Uh, is it even okay to say mental anymore? Yeah, I, I don't think know. So. It's yeah. making me feel like I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm trapped in my own ASMR video of like heavy, like <sighs> <sighs> when it gets clogged, I can just hear myself breathing. And, um, so that's happening and we are just going to power through, <sighs> but there was something I was going to say mm-hmm. before I started talking about that. And it was, it's been one week. I, yeah. I, I don't think that was it exactly, though. Was it hair related? You were yes. talking about hair. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Tony that's, Thaxton, welcome to the show. Uh, that's why I'm here. Already proving uh, his medal. Okay, yes. <laughs> For anyone, brain. anyone, we are like one brain in two bodies, Tony and I. So we each, right? have, we each have half a brain. <laughs> and I have one ear right now. Um, yes. For anyone who's not been paying attention to trends in hair Mm. there was a lot and in jeans there was like a big news story 2021 circa Mm -hmm. uh that side parts and skinny jeans were out get out of here and middle parts and i don't know what kind of jeans were in but the least flattering you can pull off so what is that like high waist light denim acid watt kind of like like mom jeans yeah like high high waist uh, giant pockets on the butt, mm. um, like maybe a capri, a capri length or a flood length, just whatever okay. doesn't look good. Yes. But if you pull it off with confidence, you're killing it. But anyone who is 16 can pull off. I mean, I, I didn't know. have confidence at 16, but I know. Me- so anyway, I think as I probably told you then, should we just do the same episode? Yes. <laughs> we just repeat it. I'm sorry. Tony, could you pull up the notes for that one and then <laughs> give us the beats? Um, <laughs> my nieces are teenage. I'm, actually, one of them might be 21 now. But in, anyway, they're hip and they're young and they're Gen Z. And I asked them, they both have middle parts. And I mm. said to them, do you know anyone who has a side part? And they're like, huh. And they couldn't think of anyone. So interesting. Um, yeah. But you're saying you think it's swinging back. I hope so. My hair just doesn't 
do no. the middle part. Middle, do a cowlicks abound. Yeah. No, if I tried to do middle part, first of all, it's not flattering to my face shape. And second of all, one side is going to be like, Boop, boop, like popping up and over. If you if you guys want to see the gesture that went with boop boop, youtube.com <laughs> slash Allison <laughs> Rosen. Um okay. So yeah. when you were last on, you had recently gotten married. Yes. You we talked about Grammy, your perfect dog. Yes. Um, I'm sure we talked about your binder system. Binder I'm still flying high on the binder system. It's it's brown. Uh <laughs> since 2017, January 2017, I started my binder. I, we're still going strong. I can't believe it's been six years of the same organizational system. What was your system before? Now we're doing one of our earlier episodes. I we're doing know. this is the greatest I'm hits. Sorry, no. We're touching back to see has has Allie figured out a way to, to do things better? Because that's like my my everyday quest is like, why is my brain so fucked up, and how can I do things better? Yeah. And then I try something for you know a week, and then I'm like, this is this is the shit. This is my new method, and then I forget about it. So yes, just like everyone out there with a planner that you only filled a couple days in. So the fact that I have used the same planner reliably, it's a biggie it's for impressive. me. It's a biggie. I just want to say when I am pointing out that we're doing things that we've done before, I'm not. It is not anything. It's it's I'm it's. It's me tapping myself on the shoulder and being like, oh, it's this has, please do not take responsibility for that at all. And also, it's not like everyone just listened to the episodes yesterday or something. I know. They're great episodes. <laughs> Maybe they're They deserve up. a reprise. Right? Don't they? Yes. I know. And you don't do, you don't do reruns. Occasionally I do. Yeah. And by the way, I stole something from you. Yeah. I call them encores. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like it's by popular demand? Yes, it does. I, bring it on back. Bring it back. And I always feel like I am so sneaky <laughs> calling this repeat an, an encore. encore. Yes. What, Brilliant. What has to happen? Let's compare. What has to happen in your life to put up a repeat and to be like, I just got to call in a favor to my past self and put her <laughs> like, do, like car breakdown. Do you have to be in the hospital? Like, what do you have mm. to do? Okay. So because I've been doing this show for a long time yeah. and at the beginning, I never, ever, ever did them. Mm -hmm. And I guess I've gotten a little more okay with, I know I'm going to answer your question. This is, by the way, this is what I do in therapy. She'll <laughs> ask me a question yeah. and I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I know that you asked me a question. I'm going to get to it in a second. I'm going to get to your question. <laughs> I love it. Um, Oh, get to the point. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> but now I, I'm, st I feel like I have so many episodes in like the back catalog that I, that people have forgotten about. So I feel more okay with doing it. And people seem to enjoy them anyway. Mm -hmm. But, um, if I am planning to take time off, like if I'm going away or something or having a child or something like that, then I will, pre-record but i might think to myself and i'll do like a rerun if i need to like slot something in mm -hmm. um of late if there was a time where i was always weeks ahead mm -hmm. um i've gotten more into the habit now like this is friday and this will we're recording this on a friday this will air on monday oh wow um fresh yeah. I like to keep it timely, topical, and fresh. Yes, keep it fresh. <laughs> binders are in the news. We're talking binders. It's a SEO thing. No, I just feel like with like advertising, oftentimes it's just easier. And in I don't know. I'm I'm just it's just a little more loosey goosey easier. But because of that, if something fall drops out, 
Usually I'll then record an episode with Daniel, but if that can't happen because of childcare or something like that, then I will reach into the archive and I'll whip one out. Yeah. An encore. Do you pick a favorite? Like that was a real banger. Yeah. 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 That's always fun to do. Yeah. So now, uh, now I turn the tables on you. When do you encore it up? Oh, I think, uh, you know what? I was always afraid to put up an encore too. It had to be, I literally had to be like bleeding out of an orifice mm. in order to put up an encore. So it, like once a month? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. And we can you talk about that. I know. You don't get periods anymore, I right? I don't. I, uh, I'm i one of the elite people, the 1% of people with a uterus that noped out 15 yeah. years early. And sometimes a body's just like, crazy idea. What about menopause? And you're like, <laughs> We're only 35 and it's like, let's just do it. And you're like, okay, I guess. And then, um, and then your bones can get brittle and all sorts of terrible things. So you have to, I'm on a cocktail of what would be considered gender affirming care in (laughs) some states. (laughs) Like if they took it away, I'd be like, well, there goes my estrogen patch. And like, uh, like, yeah, I have to take a whole cocktail to like, to keep my body tricked. But, um, does it make you feel better? Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if your estrogen is off, uh, everything, if your testosterone is off mm-hmm. also as a, like a woman or someone with ovaries, like if you don't make enough testosterone, like you can just feel like lethargic and depressed and stuff. So yeah, right. there's all kinds of stuff that you're like, Ugh, I have to become like a, like an endocrinologist, <laughs> like to DIY this. So you have right. to know like what to ask your doctors. But I do say that for the 1% of people who think that they are all alone. But um, there was You're a TikTok. not. There's also Allie. There's also me and it's okay. Um, but yeah, there was some TikTok of someone talking about going into ovarian failure early and like apparently like half the comments are like, oh, gels, like you never have to worry about your period on vacation. And you're like, <laughs> yes, but it, there are so many tests and labs you have to pay for. Right. And, like, uh, if you take estrogen without progesterone, you can get cancer and it sucks. So, um, And also, doesn't it seem like that, well, you would know as yeah. some as someone who hosts ologies. It seems to me like the research keeps changing, or the latest keeps changing on like you should people should be on hormone replacement therapy. Oh, now a study has come out they shouldn't, and it keeps going back and forth. Um, remember there was that big story in the New York Times, yeah, about like the and I'm paraphrasing, um, but it's like you know there is a gold standard of treatment for women in menopause. Why are, are they, why are the women not getting it? It had to do with some study, but like the risks of it are so low. Right. Yeah. It does go back and forth. And it's so funny. I got this, I got this letter in the mail from like the, from the doctor's office. And I was like, Oh, is this a bill? What is this? And it was like, dear Alison Ward, based on your records, we know you've got fucked up ovaries. And if you want to join a study of people with fucked up ovaries, you get like, free screenings and we'll monitor you and you maybe try this new thing. You don't get cold hard cash? I mean, I kind of was like... I feel like it's like when you got bumped from a flight if you wait long enough. (laughs) They will offer you cash. (laughs) really need you, okay? I'm like, what are the risks to this? It would be great if I got like at the front of the line for some cool new care, but it would be kind of shitty if they're like, oh, turns out it doesn't work at all. Yeah, Um, or if you get the placebo. I was, um, you know Laurel Bristow, right? Yes, yeah. I had her on the show recently and I was asking about clinical trials because it seems to me like people are, they really want to get into them. Yeah. Um, And I was like, but I don't quite understand that because it's experimental. And then she was sort of explaining what was something that I suspected, which is like for people who 
what's offered isn't working anymore. So yeah. I sort of get that. Yeah. But anyway, hold out for the cash, Allie. Hold out for the cash. Once I was on a flight, do you guys know that in Colorado, if it's the air is like so thin in Denver that if it's too hot, the plane just can't get off the ground because it's such high elevation. There's uh, it just the planes like it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. So they'll it'll be a beautiful day, summer day, and they're like for weather you just can't get on the flight. It's the plane won't get off the ground. I didn't know that. So that happened once, and I was this is pre COVID, and I had I happened to be really sick, but I was on a business trip. I was like, Ugh. and um, I was like, oh man, they can't bump me. They can't bump me. And I was so bummed, and then they're like, we'll put you up in a really nice hotel and give you fifteen hundred dollars, and I was like, bump me all night long. This is great. <laughs> and I took the $1,500 and I bought a new computer with it. Oh, that's like, great. But I didn't know that. Apparently, Denver bump you for any old reason. Yeah. Who knows? But what a racket. Know. What a racket. Let's all plan to fly out of Denver on a, <laughs> what, one of these just thin uh, air days. Yeah, just August, like <laughs> early August, just hot. But yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I mean, have you been traveling much? When's your? When was your no. last time you were on a flight? The last time I was on a flight was... March of so a year mm. wait nope a year and a month ago Ugh. and that was the only flight I took I've only taken one flight during the pandemic and really? it was that. well I mean there and back so two yeah a round trip where'd That's you go it. we went to Hawaii oh I've heard of that have you yeah it's um it's a few islands okay it's like what is it technically an archipelago I don't know I feel like you, sh- you I don't know because I don't know if it that has to be if it has to be off of a ma- like a major landmass. Oh, uh, okay. Or if it has to look it up. Just telling you to look, it up. look up archipelago. Your other I'll also I don't know if it's archipelago or archipelago. I don't know how to say oh. it. Oh. I have no idea. Or archipelago. I have no fucking clue. But I f- I don't know if it has to be off a landmass. You need mass. an archipelagist. Archipologist. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I have an island ecologist, but Really? Well that's yeah. kind of the same. It's the same, but I can't yeah. remember right now. I feel like what's an atoll? That's another good question. That's Tony. Do do a toll next. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, though, yeah, you were saying that you have to be bleeding out of an orifice. Yes. And then I derailed you. No, I love it. Let's go back to why you encore. Oh yeah, I have to be like really sick, or someone else. Someone else has to be really sick, and uh, and when yeah, like when I was for people who haven't. checked into ologies at all my dad was really sick this past year and so that was definitely like a big moment of freedom where i was like you know what yeah gonna run some encores got a you know got someone with a with a fresh brain tumor to take care of and if i can't run a a good solid encore then what can you do so and how's he doing now well i'm so glad you asked he's dead (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm realizing. I hope that comes off as a joke between yes, friends and not something it like does. heartless. I'm a, but I'm just imagining no. the reaction. Oh, well. Everyone, please know that we've talked about this. Talked about it very much. So a lot of people don't know that ho- like hospice means like, that's it. Like the note, it's not going to, treatment's not going to continue. It's kind of like mm. say your goodbyes, get your affairs in order, like cry a lot. You know? But it can like, it's very indefinite how long it can go right yeah yeah it could it could be days or the person could live like a year like that but usually it's like under six months Mm -hmm. but yeah um i remember someone left a comment on an instagram uh post about about me taking care of my dad and they were like get well soon and it was like oh no that's not how that happens yeah but um but ologies people are very understanding so when i was like we'll get a run an encore things are a little dicey here they were very like take 
take all the yeah. time you need. So, um, but yeah, I think that it's easier for me to run an encore or like, uh, pull one of those than for someone else than it would be for my own. I'm like, I can do it. Right. Like, I just put up an episode while I was on massive sedatives like moments after a colonoscopy from the hospital bed <laughs> and i was like gotta make content <laughs> like so for me i literally have podcasted from a hospital bed but you know i just i think you know every like Nora efron said everything's copy um let's talk colonoscopies oh my gosh how let's. was it tell me everything because i didn't know mm, tell me until yeah. I until I you know you don't know till you know yeah and you're just when you're ready yeah I didn't know they changed the age <gasps> to uh, 28 because I'm 29 no I'm just right I always right. thought it was 50 and they yeah. lowered it while I was unawares they lowered no it to 45 so now I'm I'm overdue yeah uh, but then have I talked to you about how much I love Versed. No. Do you know what that is? Oh, yes. yes. I have <laughs> talked about it. You love Versailles. I love That's it. Right. I love it. For anyone who doesn't know, generally before anesthesia, um, they'll give you Versed to relax you. Yeah. And it's like the first time I have ever felt just pure. I mean, for me, I feel ecstatic on it. I think most people just feel calm, but it's like it is the key that fits into my life. I don't know. It just may, yeah. And then it's like maybe I'm anxious always. I don't know. But I just love the feeling of it. Well, that's um, why you did IVF, right? That's why, yes. I'm actually, I was not infertile. Yeah. I was very fertile. Yeah. I just wanted all the Versed yeah. from the retrievals. It's a great way. It's cheaper that way too. A lot <laughs> so cheaper. Much, so much. It's cheaper. It's less inconvenient. And yeah. It's less invasive. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, they should give Versed for an, any kind of like IUD situation. Yes. I hear IUDs hurt like hell. And they give you, nothing. Tony, do you know they give you nothing? Do you even know know what IUD is? Yeah, I know what they are. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I don't know anything about the process. Yeah. According to TikTok, it's hugely (laughs) painful. So painful. But they don't give you anything other than like ibuprofen or something. Yeah, if that. They just have you raw dog it. But meanwhile, for a vasectomy, they're like, okay, we've got fentanyl. (laughs) You can have propanol. You can have like candy. Is there a a reason they don't? They, I I believe... That in medical schools for a while they were teaching that it's not painful, and then women mm. are like, "No, it is." Yeah, I think misogyny problem. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot. I think that uh, they're like, "Oh, women can handle it." Right. But um, if it were me, I would be like, "I'm either gonna get general anesthesia or I'm going to show up blackout drunk." Like, yeah. pick your poison. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But apparently, it's very painful. But yeah, so I don't know if they give you for said. But they, well, according yeah. to a TikTok I just saw, it's where I get my news. They, yeah. There was a woman talking about how great it was because mm-hmm. they were said. So I was like, I got to book yeah, this. Yeah, you got to book it. Yeah. So, but, but, but the prep doesn't sound great. No. How was it? Okay. I'm so glad you asked. I made a field trip episode. It's called Field Trip My Butt, a colonoscopy Ooh. ride along. And <laughs> I love to. it. Because I was like, listen, I'm going to. I'm going to try to help someone else with this because fun, fun fact, that's not fun at all. So my dad had blood cancer and he wasn't given very long to live and he ended up responding great to chemotherapy. He lived nine and a half years after his diagnosis, which like no one expected. It was such a gift. But the side effect of the chemotherapy was potentially colon cancer. Mm. He never got a colonoscopy. He ended up actually dying of colon cancer. His blood cancer was fine. But he got like, surprise, um, I brought my friend, which was colon cancer. And yeah, so that's 
that and once you get colon cancer, it can spread to your lymph nodes mm-hmm. and then your lungs, your brain, whatever. It's not cool, not fun. So, uh, and then I've had an uncle who passed away from it. Um, it's been on both sides of the family. So, uh, it, and also, yes, now you're supposed to get, get it younger because our diets and our lifestyle, people are getting it younger and dying younger. Chadwick, for example. Yeah. Um, I think was 35 or something. Jeez. So, um, so yeah, you're supposed to get it. No one wants to get it, of course, because mm-hmm. it's okay. Here's the prep. Let me explain this to you. So, they give you a gallon jug, an empty gallon jug, and it's got like a couple tablespoons of some powder in the bottom. You're supposed to fill it with water, lukewarm water. You have an optional flavor packet that's like tastes like um, janitorial solution. It tastes <laughs> terrible. Um, or you can drink it plain if you hate yourself. And you have to drink this whole gallon over like 12 hours. And within an hour of your first sip, it is time. It is toilet time. It is <laughs> ASAP report to the bathroom immediately and get comfortable. Um, and that just happens until you're peeing right out of your keister. Right. It's, 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 it runs clear, right? Or yes. Something like that. You which, know what they say? Till you can read a newspaper through it, which is so <laughs> tactile. <laughs> Just the idea that there's a newspaper floating in a pan of your butt juice and you're like, oh, like, you know, whoever got married, like right. Kylie Jenner's divorced. Like, I don't know. Oh, see, I was imagining you're holding the newspaper like behind your butt stream and then trying to read it. And then it'd be like upside down. It'd be hard to read it. Okay. And who's doing the reading? You know what I right. mean? Who's up for whose eyes? Right. So you're supposed to do that. And then um, you're not allowed to eat anything the day before. So it's just the fear of hunger in general. Mm. Um, I went to a Vietnamese place and got like two big things of broth. And that was like... Oh, because you can have clear stuff, You can right? have clear stuff. Um, like not ramen would probably be too fatty, but like pho, pho, depending on how you say it, um, was perfect. So I – and what I did is – have you heard of a Borg? Oh, your life's going to change. I feel like I just heard this recently, but I don't know what this is. It's a blackout rage gallon, and it's how college kids drink now. They get a gallon of water. They pour out some of it, and then they pour in like – whatever vodka or whatever they're drinking. And then they use like electrolyte drops and like liquid IV and like emergency so that they're getting hydrated. So it's like a hangover cure in, in your, the bottle. Right? And also they write their name on it. I think they give it names like, you know, we'd give like sourdough starters in the early pandemic days. <laughs> and then it's got a cap on it so that people can't spike your drink. And also if you don't want to drink, you can just have, you know, whatever fruit punch you right. want. So it's kind of like a Borg. But it's just like butt juice. Yeah, it's butt juice. <laughs> and so um I use I tried a couple different taste tests. I tried Mio. Do you know what Mio yeah. drops are? I tried some of that. It was okay. Um I tried the packet it came with, no dice. I was like, you're not I tried like a What flavor is it trying to be? Lemon. Okay. Lemon lime, maybe. Oh, but it's like mm. the hence the janitorial solution. Yeah. Like it tastes citrus like pine salt. Clean, yeah. It's yeah. just like it tastes it tastes like something that has it's really trying to taste sanitized or something. It was really bad. Um, and then, but you know what worked for me is Crystal Light. I just mm, dumped some in. It just, Light is good. It just tasted like a salty margarita kind of like, you know, without any tequila. Um, and a straw helps to get it down the hatch. And then um, and then alternating with both broth. But 
You know, what's crazy, though, is uh, they also say that you might want to wear diapers to the hospital because you never know what can happen, which is mm. terrifying. Right. I bought some. I wore them. You did? Didn't need them. Thank God. So these are just like your adult diapers that you get at the grocery store. I yeah. assume that's where people get them. Okay. Luckily, if you are a female passing, you can just go into like the pads aisle and they're like, they almost look they like, like always make yeah. some. Okay. They look like underpants. Um. But if you're a dude, there's just like an aisle that's like man diapers and you're like, well, it's going in the cart. <laughs> so I uh, but I did it. It was fine. I remember them giving me the sedation and I remember being like, well, lights out, guys. But then before I was really out, though, I felt the thing go up my butt. I was what? like, oh, I was like, OK, wait, already. I thought I would be. I thought you don't feel that. I, I thought, thought you're out. So for that. I thought so too, but they were also- they trying to get somewhere fast? Or something? Like, <laughs> do they have a heart out? What's going on? Well, they whispered, we heard you liked this. And that- I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Um, but they they had to give me the minimum dose of uh of sedatives because my my heart rate is abnormally low. It's like 40. So oh. they're like, we can't they're like we can't give you very much. No, I, I like, see. So that's why you felt it that I, I yeah. imagine I, I say I reassuring myself I won't feel an a cannon go up my Tushy. <laughs> I mean, it's tight. It's so tight. It's yeah. small. It's fine. And uh, and yeah. And then they were like, they woke me up, and I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, we cut something out of you. And I was oh, like, shut up. Polyp. Yes, they cut it out, and they're like, it's probably fine. And I was like, okay. And then a week it's later, probably fine. Then. Probably. Is that how reassuring is that? Not very. Yeah. But I was like, well, I'm glad that you know you found a pearl in my oyster. Let's see what happens. Turned out it was precancerous. You guys, <gasps> can you believe it? So Good here I thing am. you did all that. Here I am to tell you if you have to get one or you have a family history or they reduce the age on you. I have both. Yeah. Three, yeah. Better to get it and get the thing out because then that thing will never cause you trouble again. Yeah. So so now that they took the pre and what makes something precancerous? Like the cells are like they look just a little bit like they're yeah. ready to do something funky. Yeah, they look like they're like these are little punks. You can tell, <laughs> you can tell they're like up little to teenagers in yeah. there. Well, yeah. up to no good. <laughs> but you're all good now. I'm all good. So yeah. It do was, you yeah. do you know? So there's, I feel like uh, genetic testing has come a long way yes. since my last rodeo with it. So now. They can test for a certain mutation that will show if you have a uh, the probability of colon cancer. Yeah, which I actually was shocked that I don't have that yeah. because it. I have family members who do have it, so mm-hmm. I just figured I would too. But I don't. But do you have that? Do you I know? don't think I do, but um, but I have family on both sides that have yeah. died from it. So I'm like, right. okay, um, and who have it, and so I'm like, Ugh. it's like ugh, all the cancers, like butt cancer is yeah. the worst. It's not. Fun sexy. to have. It's not sexy. No <laughs> What's one, the sexiest cancer? Everyone loves boob cancer. They Are do. you kidding? Is it because like, they love boobs? Yes. Okay. They're like, it's October. Time to talk about tatas. <laughs> you know, like everyone <laughs> loves to be like, get yes. the girls checked out. Like, right. And uh, I'm also overdue for that. I mean, I just got a mammogram too. I was like, squish them up. You know, <laughs> squish them up. You know, last time I got a mammogram, they literally were like, hmm. One second. And then they reached on a shelf and got an adapter for the mammogram machine that was labeled extra small. <laughs> it had dust on it. It had dust on it. And they're like, I'm just going to make this. New. And I was like, thanks. Um, I'm like, we need to use the manual to yeah. figure out how to eat. I didn't even, does anyone, Gladys? They're like, we've you ever used the extra small one. <laughs> 
we're going to take you to the pediatric mammogram <laughs> department. I'm like, okay. But um, fine there. But yeah, I get them screened. But yeah, no one likes to talk about, it's not like for a mammogram, you have to shit your brains out for two days. Right. And uh, we also, by the way, during my prep time, we had a house guest. Oh, that seems like poor planning. Oh, it was <laughs> hilarious. And we don't have the kind of house where it's like, I'll be in the West. I'll be in the East Wing. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, you guys watch loud TV. I'll just be over here. Right. Like we have powdering one, my nose. Exactly. You like, have one bathroom. We have two bathrooms, but along the same hallway and mm. right, right adjacent to the main room. I mean, this is, this is really the risk of open concept living yes. situations. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when it comes time for you, to have a torrent out your ass, mm-hmm. everyone might know. <laughs> yeah. So um, everyone needs a basement bathroom. But, um, but luckily, the house guest is someone very beloved and very understanding of, of farts and shits. And so it was fine. That's but, yeah. my kind of person. Yeah, I can do <laughs> Two anything. questions. Do you, yeah. do you have a basement? No. Okay, because you said a basement bathroom, and I was like, wait, no. A basement. It's California. I, Who has a, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I do this know is, one person with a basement. Do you really? Who are they? They've been and, on this show. <gasps> Really? Are you not allowed to say who it is? I think I can say. Tell us. Paul Rust. Oh, that's oh, right. He does? Yeah. Yes. The, I remember this. This came up because I was like, where are you? There seems to be a lot of pipes and tubing behind you, mm. you know, in the basement. And then we this was this came up on the show. Yeah, yeah. I just saw Paul. Uh I ran into him at a movie theater on Wednesday. Nice. What yeah. movie? Uh I was seeing a screening of Renfield. Ooh. Because my friend Kat Burns had choreographed a piece in it. And so we went to the cast and crew screening. At Universal City Walk, which I don't know the last time you went to Universal City Walk, but human <laughs> I mean, beings like eight years ago, <laughs> right? Whoever go and I'm like, oh, what is this place? Um, but I ran into Paul Rust of Don't Stop or We'll Die, and we were like, Paul, and it was his birthday. He was seeing uh, Scream Six with wow. his wife. It was nice. nice to see him. But, we love him. Yeah. You know, Tony plays in his band, right? Oh, the he's the Don't Stop or We'll Die drummer. What it's a true. legacy to take on. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, big, big shoes to step in. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my gosh. We'll say hi to the boys. Will do. I haven't um, seen them in a minute. You yeah. Know, we got to, you got to wish him belated happy birthday. I have. I say, know. It snuck past me. I, I heard it was your birthday Wednesday. Have you considered watching <laughs> Scream 3 <laughs> or 6? I think they're on 6. Yeah. I think 6. Yeah. yeah. Um, my other question. Yeah. Because this is the part that I'm stuck on. Okay. So an hour after you take a sip. Yeah. You're already running to the bathroom. Yes. But then you still have to finish the jug. That's the part that just feels like I would not want to. Understood. Understood. Note taken. Uh, and objection overruled. You have to keep going. You just have to. It's like. Just till, till you can read a newspaper till you through can, the yeah. bus stream. And it's like there are so many warnings. that it's like if you don't finish this motherfucking game. <laughs> There's like uh, the doctors, like the doctors might make you do it again mm. or they might miss something and they write on your report how well you did your prep. So it's like prep was, I got an excellent on mine and oh, I was like, thank you. I that just, would do, that would do it for me. Cause it's like, you don't want to go back. You don't yeah. want them to be like, wow. So it's kind of like if you were, um, you know, those videos where they wash rugs. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen like power washing videos? Um, maybe not rugs, but. I have seen some power washing videos. I love yeah. it. It's like the first, you know, first pass isn't going to do it. You know, it's you can't just be like, well, I pooped. It's right. like, no, <laughs> they want to make sure it's an echo chamber in there. Mm. It's just, yeah, like a, a pristine, like a sci-fi movie in your in your whole tube. Right. Yeah. So get it. Let me know when you do. Okay. 
tell the world about it because I will. I'll be loud about it. Yeah. You might save a life. Who mm-hmm. knows? I mean, I probably wouldn't have gotten it if my dad didn't get sick with it. And then look at that. They cut out a little little punk out of my a little nubbin Did out of my Did you get to see pictures? Yes. They send they show you pictures. Printed out pictures. So, oh, they yeah. frame them. <laughs> yeah, you can put them in your wallet. My favorite thing from seeing pictures of I have typically seen pictures of my uterus. Mm. Um and I'm trying to think if I've seen other things. Is that I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah. Like when I see that it's like, okay, it's pink and fuzzy. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, but I'm glad that you seem pleased. But th- I feel like they always show it to you like, look, can you believe? You know, and I'm like, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> You're like, I have no context yeah. for this, but I'm happy that it makes you happy. Um, Something that made me happy. Yes. Queen of Segways. Uh, Loved it. Ologies, number one, <gasps> science podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. That was always like my little my my little goal like the the um you know carrot on the stick that i was like well, what if i could get to number 1 is this your first time being number 1 i was we were number 1 once right like the right around the day that my dad died and mm. i didn't look at the charts but like my uh my susan hale who works for me and my agent were both like Hey, just FYI, you remember? And I was like, "Oh, that's good," but I never saw it. I never yeah. saw the charts. But um, but yeah. So I check them though every couple of weeks to be like, "How are we doing? We're doing okay. Everything's okay." And yeah, it's uh, it's really weird because it's just a little homegrown thing that I didn't think would work. And so it is really weird to be like among you know the Neil deGrasse Tyson's yeah. and the NPR shows, the people who use spreadsheets to make the show and have normal business practices. <laughs> I'm there in like a shed, you know, working until two in the morning. Still oh, sometimes. yeah. You mentioned that you have a little studio shed oh, on yeah. your uh, balcony, uh, patio. Yeah. yeah. So we, tell me about this. You know, I just needed like a little spot to call my own, you know, after a couple of years in the pandemic and uh, a place where I can close the door at the end of the day mm. and be like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So just like, made a little like a little potting shed just turned it into my own little fort which is nice <laughs> that is nice um and also i have a very loud husband and i like for him to have the house to himself to be as loud as he likes oh what this, kind of loud oh everything from one of those uh keyboards that <laughs> from the 80s that are sure <laughs> like where you can make hand clap sounds yes well like uh he does have that. He does have a full audio uh, and a keyboard system. But like, you know, the clickety clackety clickety clackety, like the really You mean like actually typing. Yeah, like the... Oh, I was thinking of like a Casio keyboard. No, I wish. I wish he did drops like you. Like I wish that he were like, she's awake every time I got up. That'd be amazing. But no, he's just... And he makes songs sometimes in the middle of the day. And, you know, he'll make videos or TikToks or whatever. Oh, right. And when you've got one person who's sitting there like researching uh, oncology stats for an episode, um, it's hard to be like, I'm just going to do my thing. So I was like, well, I want to go over here. That way you you can do whatever you want. And then I'll just be over here researching, you know, Tasmanian devil nipples as needed. <laughs> so it works. It works out well. Okay. Now I'm getting deja vu. <gasps> Raccoon nipples? Possum nipples. <laughs> You're, maybe I told you about possum nipples has a ring. The yeah. ring, oh, right? Yeah, okay. One right in the middle. That's the, the. I mean, if you're the possum baby who gets that one, I bullseye. Know. What goes on with Tasmanian devil nipples? Oh, they have four. Uh, and then, but they have like ten babies. So you're like, hmm. What happens to the other six? Yeah, it's a fight to the death for a nipple. <gasps> 
once they get the nipple, it just goes down their throat and they're latched. They're like for how long? F- until they're weaned. Oh I my think. god! And then the other six shit out of luck. So they, you know what? They die. No. Well, yes, but the Tasmanian mom eats them. She's like, "Fuck all y'all! You oh didn't get a nipple. God, snacks. Yeah, like gummy bears that you make crunch." <laughs> Wait, how big are they? How big are these babies? Gummy like, bear size? Gummy bear size. How big is a Tasmanian devil? I think they're like uh, like the size of a beagle, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, so. so that could play drums. I'm yeah. realizing I have <laughs> no sense of what a real Tasmanian devil looks like. Yeah. It's just animal. Yeah, it's kind of like a weasel and a dog, kind of. That yeah, they look cute. nothing yeah. like the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they're, they don't look like they play water polo. You know how Tasmanian Devil looks like they play water polo, just mm-hmm. in terms of the scruffiness and the right. broad shoulders. Sure, not like that. But yeah, they um, are they rodents. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're mammals, marsupial mammals. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have a pouch. Yeah. Oh, so this is where the fight to the death happens. Yeah, and then she snacks on their siblings. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm getting all this right. I mean, I'm Sounds- every once in a while. I've done three hundred and some episodes with so many animals that sometimes I'm like so worried that i'm getting my like species facts mixed but i think that feels like it's ringing true am i correct i am going to to, see a picture of it allison see one how would you describe it allison yeah i it looks like a to me like a badger and i also don't quite know what a badger looks like except (laughs) that pete who does this video Mm -hmm. and i will text each other the badger emoji (gasps) when we feel like we're bugging each other like sorry to pester you know i'm badgering you it's sorry to badger. That's very cute. It's actually, I am misrepresenting why we do it. Okay. I do it. I send it to him if I am checking in on like the status of a video, mm-hmm. but I'm aware that I might be being annoying. So, um, but yes, it looks like a badger dog with fangs. Mm-hmm. Not pre- I can see why they have the reputation they do. Yeah. They look kind of mean. Yeah, I think I think they also make some howling noises or something. Okay. But yeah, but they're out there. Mm-hmm. And they're fascinating. But I mean, it's funny cuz every time every time there's like a wild animal and you see a picture of it, you're like, oh, I wish I could have one of those as a pet." Yes. And then you're like, "We have dogs." I know. And they're <laughs> fine. Yeah. They're great and they're available. I really do think dogs and and cat I've I have not had my own pet cat, but I think mm-hmm. cats too. Like I think they're kind of like at the top of they're the apex pets. Oh, for sure. Cuz I was having this conversation with Elliot, my 6-year-old. He wanted a when Wendy dies, that's what he said. <laughs> There's a lot of questions lately about how long is Wendy going to live and da da da. But then he's also planning for what we're going to do when she dies. And he wanted to know if he could get a turtle when she dies. Oh. And I said you want a turtle instead of another dog. And then he's like, no, another dog. Yeah. You have so. to You have to think of the pros and cons. Yeah. There are also people who get tortoises that live like 150 years. I know. They have to leave them in the will. They have to say who yes. gets them. Can you imagine having that conversation with your parents where they're like, listen. Yeah. You and I know we're not going to live as long as Bodie. And, right. And, you know, we want to know, is you or your sister going to feed it lettuce until you die? Yeah. You know? That's a commitment. Birds also live for a really yes. long time. And I've sorry to mention TikTok again. Do I it. sound like someone who should have a middle part. But <laughs> um I've seen TikToks from people who are like, I got this pet when I was a kid and I had no idea it's gonna live forever. And it's like, yes, that seems like a burden. But at the same time, like, are we all sitting around hoping that our pets have short lifespans? I don't think so. No. 
a burden. Bird, a bird. Okay. So, yeah. yes, I know what I was going to say. Yeah. Otters. Oh, So yeah. many people have told me about your otter episode because we had a guest on the show mm-hmm. who claimed it's RJ City. Mm-hmm. He didn't love otters. He doesn't think they're cute. I was like, what is wrong with you? Okay. Wasn't that his argument? I can't remember. I do remember this coming up, but uh, yeah. Oh, I know. they're mean or something? Is that what you said? No, that's what everyone told. So I ha- I was like, I kids cannot imagine. How can you not love an otter? Uh, I mean, come on. They're so fucking cute. They hold hands, yeah. et cetera. You know, there's. there's an- Understood. They're perfect visually. At right. Least. Right. Uh, Nightmares in real life. That is what a lot of people told me. They said to listen to your episode. Oh. What? Is, so what? What do they do? They rape. What do they do? They do. Oh, they God. do each other. Uh, seals. They're ruthless. Wait, otters rape seals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, sometimes to the death. They, um, you'll see. This is a real Game of Thrones situation. I know it is. You'll see female otters that have uh, chewed up noses because the males bite them on the nose so they can't get away. Oh my god! Baby otters will nurse no. on a mom sometimes to exhaustion, where she will die. Like they're big enough to go get their own food, but they're just like, I'm not moving out, mom. <laughs> and they'll ex- failure to launch, right? And they'll just zap her of all she has like they're not they're not nice right they're not someone who is of character Mm. you would want okay they are so so like i understand don't befriend or go into business with an otter right don't go on a date with an otter yeah um oh my god young me constant constant otters text your friends where you're going right share your location what about two otters holding hands like I think that does happen but is there something nefarious about that i don't think so and i, I is that are they trafficking i i think that there are they're trafficking um there's tiny handcuffs underneath <laughs> yeah um is there, was there consent was yeah. she, does she want to be there is it like american gothic like what is there what's really going on what's here? really happening yeah. she's got like stockholm syndrome um i think that otter experts lutronologists um what are they called lutronologist oh i would have thought that has something to do with like a wolf or a rabbit i know that would be a lupinologist yeah um and i do have a rabbit episode that i'm trying to get in the works i cannot nail down a good rabbit expert they are the flakiest experts i'm like <laughs> where are you people return that's, an email here that's so interesting right um lagomorphology i think it would be mm. but um but lutronologists uh fight a lot about um whether or not they hold hands only in the wild or in captivity oh interesting so, and so a, this could be like a free willy yes. tucked fin yeah. except that it happens to be fucking adorable yes so wait are they suggesting that like in captivity that are you familiar with the term hansel and gretling no i don't know it doesn't sound like a sex it act kind of does <laughs> um i don't know if this is a true psychological term or just more of like a pop psychology term but it's the idea that siblings in a traumatic or abusive um household will become like extra tight with each other oh. so that's what I'm, I'm wondering if the otters like they don't like to be in captivity although if they're lazy enough that they're going to nurse their mother to death maybe they yeah. don't mind it but maybe if they're holding hands because they're like not happy i think what they what they assume is that the tides are just so erratic oh. that they just let la- they latch onto each other so it's like a global warming thing it's probably global <laughs> warming it's probably what it is yeah the tides are high mm-hmm. the seas are they're moving on yes they're moving on but i think it's so that uh also they can they can help each other like uh get tangled in kelp beds so that they don't just wash out to see if they right nap. so that together they can choose their seal victim yes 
And also, they don't carry a favorite rock in a pocket. That is apocryphal. It's a lie. They do have a rock, but they drop their rocks and get new ones all the time. Okay. But there are like some of those accounts that are like uber animal facts. And they're like, do you know? They're like Snapple facts. Yeah. They're such bullshit. You know what else is not true? Hmm. Overheard LA. Oh, those all those over there. They drive me insane. And I repost them and I say, this is bullshit. And then I think, is this what I'm going to spend my life doing? And it is. It is. They get me every time. I'm like, Someone thought this was a funny joke. Yes. And they submitted it as though they overheard it at mm-hmm. the Erewhon. And it's like, no, you just, you said something you thought was funny to your friend and then you submitted it. Admit it. And know? yes. Ugh. It's their, their self, self-satisfied, clever, smug yes. is one of my least favorite things. I know. Unless I'm doing it, in which case I probably <laughs> am not aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's funny. And you but, don't have to concern yourself with whether or not it's, right. it's cringe. It's fine if you yes. like it to it. But yeah. But yes. Um, my and now people send them to Brian Diaz mm-hmm. send that sends them to me particularly um, the, like egregious ones yes Ugh. like there's no way this happened ah! <laughs> but I believe it was Greg Heller sent me one where someone had like it was overheard at the bank and like it was a conversation between the person and the bank teller and he's like how <gasps> how are you possibly truly overhearing that you're you know? not or like at the pharmacy or something where you're you're backed up you know <laughs> it's yes. like overheard in catholic mass in a right. confession booth. right yeah it's 100 percent. someone thought of something or said something they think is pithy and it's like i've got to send this in <sighs> i can hate that i hate it i hate it you were on Grey's anatomy that's true to remind me who you played and what the experience was like i think my name was tina on it it was 2000 and Six, 2005, maybe, maybe 2005. And uh, yeah, I think 2005. And um, my husband in it was pregnant and he had a big belly yeah. and he as didn't know why he was having this belly swelling. As a joke, took a pregnancy test. It came back positive and we went to the hospital my pregnant self and my husband pregnant self and well, so you so Tina was pregnant Tina well. was also pregnant and uh it turned out to be a teratoma which is a growth of hair and teeth and uh and jaw bones and weird stuff that can just grow in your body at oh, any time cool teeth <laughs> that's like hair. a like a decidu- <laughs> isn't it called like a deciduous cyst that's can yes. be filled with that kind of stuff yes. too yes I can't imagine what it smells like. Can you? <laughs> I mean, probably not good. I mean, why do why can't we grow teeth where we need them? Like, what if you have a cavity? Why can't you pop yes. it around? instead of going to grow it like you know, like near my butthole or something? What I always wonder, always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I hear this, is like the teeth that they find mm. not in the correct position. Yeah, like floating around in your belly or whatever. Yeah. Would you be like, oh, yeah, that's a lateral incisor. That's a molar. Or is this just something made out of tooth material that's all mangled? Yeah. I suspect it's that. Like, does it follow a blueprint or is it just like right. ingredients? Yes. I don't exactly. know. I don't know. But I found out this recently that uh, I think up into like the 20s or maybe even around there that brides, you know how like before your wedding, especially on the app TikTok. It's like <laughs> getting my getting my facial, getting yeah. my laser facial four months to my winning and counting down. Da, 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 da. I got fox eyes. I got jaw Botox, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, women would get all their teeth removed and get dentures. <laughs> yes, for two reasons. One, 
they wouldn't sex acts i think so for hansel and gretel <laughs> i think for hansel and gretel that's awful and disturbing I, I mean i think just for like a gummy hole oh god i know <laughs> and then two because then they're like you never have to pay for dental work which can get very expensive and if you're taking oh, so me that's on as a like bride, your, your dowry is yeah you don't have to keep keep up my mouth yeah and then the teeth would be like taken from corpses or poor people and they would usually be like ding like better right. it'd be like a little bit of a makeover and like how fantine is that her name fantine i don't sold know. her teeth did she in there the, you go in, well in in the musical she did i'm assuming it it's also in the book i don't know did she have like an etsy shop she's like <laughs> teeth for sale <laughs> yes, teeth for sale <laughs> new brine teeth for sale yes she had an excellent rating on it i'm an etsy sure seller. so satisfied yeah. but yeah that would be a thing that you would get done you just be like you wouldn't get your eyebrows threaded, but Mm-mm. you would get all of your fucking teeth knocked out and you have a bunch of bloody sockets. Healing. They talk about things that smell. like that. Now, sorry, when was this? I think this was like up until the 20s or something. I got to check. I got to fact check that. I've never done. Any- they don't really talk about that. I know. Oh, just like they don't talk about Tasmanian moms eating their remaining six. I know. There's a lot of things we don't know so about. This is real X-Files. I'm not, I, I haven't actually seen X-Files, but I feel like it's Ugh. about this kind of stuff. I go down so many rabbit holes. It's so hard. I'll be researching something, and then before I know it, I'm looking at like a 13th century manuscript about proctology or something, yeah. like looking at old drawings done by monks of hemorrhoids and stuff. And I'm like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. It's, everything leads to more questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I find out way too much weird stuff about... I wish I could remember. It was like right before bed... And I was like, I've got to Google this when I get into bed. Ugh. And then I was, whatever, it was the most had nothing to do with my life bit of trivia. And I cannot remember what it was, but I remember thinking, it's funny. But, okay, full disclosure, I was like, this is a tweet. But I, now I can't remember what, and, but I didn't tweet it because I think I fell asleep. Overheard in LA? Yeah, <laughs> and overheard in, in, uh, overheard in, in my, in the Google.coms. Do you ever, um, do you ever open up, a search engine like on your phone yes. and you see the last thing you oh. looked up and you're like why the fuck was I looking at like <laughs> yeah. in the moment I needed to know right if Jeff Perry from Journey got divorced yeah. or if his wife died I right. needed to know and then the next day I'm like or two days later I'm like it's like but once you start pulling a thread mm-hmm. it's just like I got what else right. is out there right I think it's called ADHD but I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get a headache from doing that so much like no like your brain swells with information no i don't think it's that it's more of like scrolling fatigue like oh. i'll just be like just clicking between apps and yeah and i'm like i almost feel like i'm like getting nausea I, it might just be a, a positional thing mm-hmm. i feel like i'm getting nauseated from just being glued to my phone like it's almost um it's what i imagine yeah if you were a coke addict mm-hmm. and you dropped some on the carpet and you're like, I got to pick it out of the carpet. That's how I feel when I'm like just addicted to my phone yeah. like that. It's like you're looking for like a hit of dopamine that's yeah. going to make everything feel nice. And then you're just like, you're like, after this one, this will do it. Once right. I watch them right. clean this horse's hoof with an abscess, that's going to be it. I get a yeah. lot of weird, disgusting videos, which is be my fault. That's my algorithm. Now, is this... TikTok or is this your Instagram explore page? Because my Instagram explore page was a nightmare until I <laughs> actively made it like all puppies. <laughs> yeah. It was so gross. What kind of stuff did you get? Um, like medical anomalies. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yes, gross teeth stuff. Oh, no. And then gr- the gross 
and then like a hairless hamster that looked like a penis. Ooh. So, because people, I actually posted it with a warning, like, this is a nightmare. My explore pages become a nightmare. And someone's like, how can they even show, you know, that? And I'm like, it's actually a hamster uh, yeah. or something. It's some rodent. I would en- I would have enjoyed that. I would have looked at that. Do you want to see it? I'll yeah. see if I can find it. Yes, of course. <laughs> While I look for that, Tony, did you find Archipelago? Oh, yeah. God, I forgot all about this. Um, yes, it says uh, it's an island chain. It's, it is a chain, cluster, or collection of islands, sometimes a sea containing small number of scattered islands. Okay. Scattered islands. So then is, uh, is I guess, Hawaii must be one. It yeah. sounds like there then are like different types of these, and Hawaii is one of the, uh, where did it go? Ocean, oceanic islands, mostly of volcanic origin, mm-hmm. widely separated from any adjacent continent. Okay. Hawaiian Islands and Galapagos Islands. Oh, Okay. Mm. Okay, so that is a black screen that okay. says my explore page is a goddamn nightmare. This is your warning. Now scroll. Ah, <laughs> oh no! I told you I, that was your warning. Everyone was like, it wasn't warning enough. Oh no! <laughs> Every I can't even process this. Okay, uh, you describe it here. It's like a quilt. L- imagine a quilt made out of different squares that are pictures. One square has a liver cirrhosis. Another has a baby with a head wound. There is something that looks like a very um, vascularized um, ball sack, but I think it's that's act- the animal. Yeah. No, I think that that's actually a person with cirrhosis. Oh, um, we're talking about two different photos. Yeah, and then you've got some orthodontia <laughs> happening. I do. Like, I guess I look like to look at teeth because man, everything that can go wrong in your teeth, I've seen. You've got me. you've got um you've got someone who um is uh, going to get an operation to remove excess skin that looks painful. There is an older woman missing an eyeball. Oh, I didn't remember that one. There's um Ripley from Alien who appears to have um some sort of bumpy dick and balls uh at her jawline. Um, oh yes, wincing. I don't. That can't really be a dick and balls. I think it's like a yam or something. I guess it is, but it definitely <laughs> it's looks a tuber. It definitely looks yes, like a suggestive, um, like a a wart speckled dick and balls. And then you have um another woman that has definitely a staph infection on her face, and then you have the worst, the the, the least offensive thing on this page is the hamster that looks like a dick pic. Um, it's a hairless hamster, and then inexplicably. You have one nail picture, <laughs> one manicure picture of like yes, purple floral nails. Mm-hmm. Your explore page is like this goes against Geneva Convention. I know that is a cyber crime. What they were trying to do to do you? Want to take a peek, Tony? I, You're yes not and ready. No. You're not ready for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't need okay. that. So, yeah. but let's. I think it's a lot better now, though. Let's see. I was not expecting. I'm sorry. I could smell that picture. I know. But look how it's mostly cute, but also still teeth now. A lot of teeth. Okay. Now, now you have a way more furry rodents. Yeah. You've got like a good percentage of farm animals there. Yeah. And only one orthodontia. What's going on with teeth? Like why, why all <laughs> the teeth know. stuff? Lauren Lapkus posted an account called Celeb Dentistry a while ago. <laughs> and 
she's like, this is a fun account to look at or something. And I was like, oh my God, this is really scratching an itch I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like before and after? Yes. Pictures? Like veneers yeah. and stuff. And like, did yes. you know that Tom Cruise, like his, his teeth are all like, super asymmetrical mm-hmm. like, yeah he has like a going center over here. tooth yeah yes. has, like one yeah. Cent- yeah okay right yeah so it's stuff like that um and that just sent me i guess down a rabbit hole <laughs> i don't know it just it i think the algorithm was just like oh you like this you'll like this you like this you'll like this yeah what's yours like i want to see what my explore page is like because i think that i haven't done a good job with my because an algorithm's like a puppy you have to train mm-hmm. it um, or else it's going to be a mess. And let me see. My explore page is usually pretty bad. Um, I also get a lot of, um, we couldn't help but notice your age. Don't you think it's time for a full facelift? And you're oh, like, really? Pardon? Yeah. It's, it's, um, sometimes it tries to like push. <laughs> I've got some, I, you know what? I have a lot of makeovers and for some reason, some Kylie Jenner's. Oh. Oh my gosh, what's happening with this eye down here? I don't know. It's probably something medical. This is curiosity. It kills the cat and yeah. it fucks your algorithm. What is this? <laughs> I was, oh no, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know what this is, but I just, um, the like very leathery tummy with a flower. <laughs> I touched it. I don't know what with it is. The weed. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've just, now you're going to get more leather tummies. I get, sometimes like I'll get a lot of, um, I'll get a lot of pregnancy announcement videos mm. and I'm like, Come on. I don't want, I don't need that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, but Jarrett and I think a lot of people who have a partner or roommate will like send videos back and forth and then mm-hmm. force the person to look at the videos they sent them together just to make sure that they fully appreciate them. And, um, Jarrett and I did that, but, uh, he sent me a cat once and then he got all cats like a slot machine yeah. for a week. So beware. I know you really gotta you gotta be you gotta, that's a real exercise in mindfulness it really is tell Speaking me more of things like this uh Alison Rosen is your new best friend is sponsored by BetterHelp. getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process especially because we're always growing and changing you know I will say and now I'm speaking out of turn but I do feel perhaps like that is a difference between someone who's in therapy and someone who's not at all is that Again, there's, I'm sure there's exceptions. Mm-hmm. However, I think that someone who has not examined themselves in that way, perhaps def- they came up with a definition for who they are in their 20s and they're just like going with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, who I've now been in therapy for a while, I'm a huge fan of it. It has helped me immensely. I always, I, any, I think anyone who's open to it and even if you're not open to it, you could benefit. Um, it's a constant sort of, learning and like being open to this idea that who I thought I was at one point, maybe not who I am anymore. Uh, look, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash best friend today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, better com slash best friend. And we're back. We're back. So how you you lived at your sister's house while your dad was in hospice. I did. For six months, is that right? Oh, yeah, like five, six months. And were you going back and forth or were you just there? Um, we came back to LA um, you know, a couple days, you know, once or twice in that time. But yeah, we were uh we were it was it was actually 
really nice because it's like, you know how, you know, I like my fam. Um, but, you know, typically like you see them for maybe a day, an mm-hmm. afternoon for Thanksgiving and then at Christmas and, you know, here and there. But it was, we definitely got like a hundred Christmases in that that's so nice. Time. You know what I mean? So we were it it was it was nice to be able to spend that kind of time together. So yeah, we we pulled like a futon mattress into the hallway, the end of the hallway near the laundry room. And then we me and Jarrett slept on that. And then you know, my dad, my I'm one of three girls, so my dad wasn't super comfortable with us doing anything that he needed that was not something you'd want your daughter to help you yeah. with. Yeah. And uh and Jarrett, my my husband. Um, he does jujitsu, so he's good at like lifting people, which is great. And, uh, and Jared is also doesn't get embarrassed by anything. Mm-hmm. So he is like a great person to like barf and fart around because he just doesn't care. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> like, he's never like, holy. Right. Um, he's very like, so good. So, uh, so yeah, we would. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So my, you know, my dad had had a brain tumor and the cancer was metastasized. So he was really, really weak. He's six, he was six, three and, you know, like 140 pounds. So, oh, geez. um, he was really having a hard time getting up and stuff. And so, yeah, Jarrett would just hear the, we'd hear the building and we'd get up and Jarrett would run in there and help take him to the bathroom or whatever. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was one of those things where I can't imagine what, what we would have done without him. Right. And I mean, it was it was really nice to be there to make sure that my dad had anything he needed, you know, like watching watching a loved one in the hospital. Have, I don't know if you've ever been like inpatient in the hospital. Um, I have only been inpatient. I have been with family members when they are inpatient, though. But for me, I've only I was only inpatient when I had my kids, which oh. is different. So, but you know, when like you can ring a bell and the nurses are like, "We got someone coding over yeah. here, so we will take you to the bathroom or right. get you more water when you need it, <laughs> or yeah. when we can." Right. Um, especially like you know, pandemic still going on and stuff. So it was it was nice to have my dad in hospice at my yeah at our house because if he needed anything, it was just like. Are you hungry? Great. Here you go. Do you want anything? more water? Yeah. You know, like your feet up? Great. You know, he so we got to really uh kind of make him feel as comfortable as he could. And I think my mom says it was like, you know, the some of the best times of his life, even though it was at the end, like getting to have everyone around. And, That's so, had you planned on all like had there been discussions ahead of time, like at the point at which he goes into hospice, we're all gonna be here? Yeah. You know, he he had um we didn't know he had a brain tumor. We didn't know it had spread there, but he was having some foggy and fogginess and confusion and he had fallen and we were really worried. And so um, I took him to get an MRI and then it came that they were like, he needs emergency brain surgery. So he went right in. But when they were releasing him, they were like, you can either put him like in a skilled nursing facility. There might be like three people in the room and they'll take as good of care of them as they can, or you can take him home. And me and my sister were like, we, we don't know how to get, we, what, what if we mess it up? Yeah. And Jarrett, my husband was like, take him, let's take him home. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just like being in the hospital without his family and stuff like that. Jarrett's like, we'll make it work. And um, so that's when we all kind of like started living under one roof. And um, and then it wasn't for like another month or two that, that the oncologist was like, uh, you know, we think it's time to stop treatment and just try to you know, be as comfortable as you can. And that was one of the worst days of my life. Like, yeah. Hearing that news was just like... Did you hear it from... Like, were you there for the appointment? Did you hear it from the oncologist or from your parents? I wasn't at the appointment. Um, We had come down to LA for like two days. And um, 
I think I think I was yeah we were home for like a day or two, and um and my sister called me and she she texted me and my other sister and was like can we hop on a call and we knew that he had had an, an oncology appointment like you know we were all waiting for the right. news and stuff and I just remember just like whale sobbing just because mm. it's like when you know a course like we're gonna keep fighting we're gonna keep fighting stay positive but when, hope yeah. yeah but when when you hear this is really the end it was devastating mm. so we we went right up and then you know um and the oncologist said he had days to weeks but he ended up um living another six weeks so we got to spend some good time with him and you know he, he was he told us what he wanted for his funeral which was really helpful you know like uh you know, he was a Morse code operator in the Air Force. And so he wanted a sign off that in Morse code, you know, spelled, uh, you know, Sergeant Ward signing off, which was gutting to do. And, you know, but we played it at his funeral. And um, I was yeah. it was gutting, but beautiful listening. Everyone should listen. Remind tell them which episode to go listen to if they want to hear what I'm referring yeah. to uh, in a really vague way. Well, um, <clears throat> it's June 2022. I re ran. I did an encore. <laughs> um, encore fancy of uh, one of my favorite episodes ever of Thanatology with Colin Perry. And Colin Perry is a thanatologist, and she's a death worker, and she's like uh, an expert in grief. And she's uh, she's a, been on this show, and everyone loved the episode. She's amazing. She's she moved to LA recently, and she's just uh, she makes butter. Uh, she's like. Like the most thoughtful, generous, caring friend. Like so, so nice. So she helped me so much through this. I don't know what I would have done without knowing her. And I met her just through ologies. I just like, like was looking at thanatologists, yeah. and I was like, oh, here's one in Cincinnati who seems really cool. And that was like five, six years ago, and we've remained really close friends. But um, so she was. So we reran hers, and then we did a companion episode right. about grief and just sort of like my experience and. Um, so yeah, at, at the end of the episode, we played that Morse code after talking about stuff, which is, was, it's hard to hear, but you know, it's, um, I am really, really lucky that I got that time. You know what I mean? Like, it's really easy to say like, shit sucks. My dad died at 77. Some people lived at 85. And, but the fact that I got a dad for that long yeah. and I had a good dad that I really, you know, that loved us and, um, and that he got extra time when we thought he wasn't going to make it very long at all. Like right. that I had a, I'm lucky enough to have like a partner who was like, yes, I will put my life on hold to live with your family. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I, a lot, I am really fortunate. So I think that when it comes to like grieving and, uh, and loss and stuff, it's the thing that has got me through it has really been like trying to look at all of the ways I was really lucky. Um, and I remember my, I, I remember when my dad went into hospice, I looked up like, what's the average lifespan of an American male? And it was like 77.4 years or something. And I like looked up what date that would be mm. at my oh. dad at that age. And my dad outlived it by like 12 days or something. Oh, I was like, hey. fuck you, Stats. Yeah, I was like, so, you know, we're lucky that he got a, you know, he yeah. some days, you know, some people can live to 103, but um, you know, the fact of the matter is we're all going to fucking die. And you can't escape that. Everything dies. Everything changes. And the, you know, the best you can do is, is, you know, get time with people who love you, know that you're loved, um, get to say the things and hear the things that you want to hear, you know. Uh, so none of us get to escape it. So, you know, being comfortable and, and loved is really as good as it gets, you know. So did you think to yourself, like, how can I, 
make the most of this time. Well, I mean, just to be fully transparent, and you and I have talked a bit about this. I've talked about it a bit, a bit on my show as well. Yeah. Um, my dad had a heart attack in August, which it's crazy now that it's like been this long. Um, but he is he's stable. It's it's a real like we don't know. Cause unlike cancer, where I think you get a sense with <clears throat> with heart stuff, I don't I think it can be a surprise. So yeah. I'm really like trying to look at it like, okay, I know what's on the horizon. And like you said, it's on the horizon for everyone, but I know what's a little closer on the horizon. So I'm going to try to make the most of this time. But then when it really comes down to it, I'm like, but what does that look like exactly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I I didn't know this term until I was in it. But um, there's this thing called anticipatory grief, yeah. which is you're like, you can grieve before someone dies. And you're like, hell yeah, yeah. you can. Because um, every minute you're thinking, should I be with them? Should I be telling them something? Should I be t- should mm-hmm. I be at their house? Should I be at their bedside? Should yeah. I be um, and every for me, every decision, every time I decide to choose like something in my own life over being there, I'm like, but if it happens now, then I'm going to feel mm-hmm. guilt. It's like this constant. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And you also don't want to like push too much emotion on someone if they're like, let me just right. ride this out. And you don't want to be like, Bleh. And it's really tough. And I think that I had anticipatory grief about my dad's death from the moment he was sure. diagnosed with cancer. You know, I I felt like any day, you know, and then, you know, when he was still alive and in hospice, it was like, you know, I would I would always be thinking like, I don't want to hover too much, but I also don't want to have him feel ignored. And I want to have conversations that are meaningful, but I don't want to force anything on him. And so it was it was really hard and being like, you know, telling yourself like really savor this, really savor this, really savor this is sometimes like you you get in a way head off, yeah. yeah. And um, and so that's really hard. And and I luckily with the ologies audience, they're really uh helpful, vulnerable, lovely people. And I got some really great messages from people that were like, uh, you know, be gentle with yourself because you're definitely going through anticipatory grief. You probably don't realize. And some people were even said like the period of watching someone be sick is harder than Mm -hmm. after they go because you have all of this grief about losing them and all the things that they're not going to be at. And then on top of that, you have the anxiety of when will it happen and will I be there and will they be okay? And are they going to be in pain? Is it going to freak them out? Um, All those things. But when they're gone, it's really hard. Their absence is really hard, but the anxiety of when is gone. Did you find that to be how it was for you? I did. And and I never would have guessed that. But, you know, we I we were really, again, we were really lucky the way my dad died. He died kind of in his sleep, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was really worried, like, will it, you know, will it be difficult? Will it be violent? You know, like dramatic. He, yeah, yeah. Will he be in so much pain and all this stuff? And so, the other thing is, and I learned this from Cole, and Cole sent me a, a great little series of books. Um, I think it's called Out of Our Sight or something, but um, it's like a series of like five books and short books, but they help you like if you're tending to someone who is who's dying. And there was a big chapter about how like they some people want to die with like their family in like a mm. disco circle around them, and others are p- more private, yeah. and just like how you wouldn't like take a shit with all of your loved ones around you. It's like, I, this is, well, you speak for yourself. Yeah. 
I forget that that's part of your holiday tradition. I'm always <laughs> yeah. like, because I love your holiday cards. Yeah. Um, but some people also like if they're protective. Like it's hard to find a photographer who's. It really is. Yeah. But the glam on it is amazing. <laughs> it's easier to find a makeup artist. It's hard to find a photographer. <laughs> you imagine? I'm sure that there are people that um, that don't take. Uh, taking a shit around my family pictures, but there are probably people that hire photographers for like bedside death companioning. I never thought probably, about that. Probably, Because yeah. like there are people who hire photographers for like, and glam teams to come to the hospital with their yeah. new bippets. So who knows, guys? Right. Who knows? I did not do that, but I, I a lot of times when I see people's birth photos, I'm like, look at your eyelash extension. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes people before, when they know they're close, I think they get good yeah. pedicures and eyelash and yeah. they're like, I'm going to need this. But um, my dad did not get eyelash extensions okay. for the funeral though. <laughs> kept it real. Um, yeah, I kept it real. Um, he did lose a lot of weight though. <laughs> Looking snatched. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, but you know, we read like, uh, some, oh, out of our, out of, out of sight. I think out of our, Oh no, yeah, you were yeah. saying people, some guy, some, people are private about yeah it. and they don't want to they don't want to like have their loved ones see them and so my dad after us hovering for months um my sister actually got covid a few days before my dad died and so all of us had to split i had to go back down to la for a few days and uh because we didn't know who got it and who might give it to him yeah. and so um so we left for a few days my sister happened to go into work that day. She usually works from home. And my mom was in the other room making a phone call, calling my dad's nurse. And that's when he died. When all after months of mm -hmm. us being inches away from him, being like, you want an ice cream cone? Do you want to? And so not if I hadn't known that, I would have been like, we failed him. Right. But it's like, no, he I had to wait for us to like, leave him alone. <laughs> he chose a spot. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, finally. Um. So, yeah. So there were things that I, I learned through it and it's uh you know i feel like i'm also of the age where i you know i'm a little bit young for to have a parent die maybe but you know more and more i'm seeing more of my friends go through that pre-grieving and anticipatory grief of a you know a parent who's sick or whatever and it's it's really really tough mm -hmm. it's really really tough and um but you know ultimately you just have to know you're gonna be okay and the person who is dying doesn't unless they're a real piece of shit, doesn't want you to fall apart in their honor afterward. Like, you know, whoever, I mean, to think about you, I mean, if you died, you, I know you would probably want Daniel to absolutely bottom out Skid Row. I want him to go with me. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I literally already told him. <laughs> Did you? What I told plans? him, if anything happens to me, mm -hmm. go ahead and remarry. Oh. And then he's like, I don't think I would actually remarry uh but just because he doesn't want to have to plan a wedding again oh the weddings <laughs> but, the yeah, but in no way was he like <laughs> i'll never love again he's like awesome thank you no i mean it was all kind of in jest but yeah i was i don't understand uh that thing of like i want my beloved to be you know alone and mourning me for the rest of their life like, yeah no you have my blessing yeah go go it, you know Hook up with someone. Hook up. Yeah. Hook up. Get on get on the apps. Do some <laughs> yeah. swiping. See who's out there. Have an orgy. Yes. And uh I mean it is till death do you part. So it's really right. like fair yeah, this game. Is your, it's your out. It's your out. Yeah. <laughs> it's your out. I mean clause. but I I think uh I think thinking that you have to be a certain amount of sad for someone is maybe it's something that I, I learned that I could kind of give that up, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it was a nutty year. I mean yeah. that's it's you know, we were we were gone at my sister's for a long time, and uh, and then I came back, and 
you know, was trying to figure out like, well, what do I worry about now? You know, I can worry about so many things. Um, I can replace the worries of my dad's health with other things. What have, what have you found? What did you land on? Uh, you know, one thing that I did after he died was a shit ton of mushrooms. Oh, really? Yes. I've never done them. I'm oh, so man. curious about it. I hadn't either. I mean, all through college. I mean, I lived with drug dealers yeah. in college. I lived with people who literally... Santa Cruz? Santa uh, Barbara. Santa Barbara. Yeah. So I lived with my high school friends. I was I was uh, like, um, what do they call it when you're straight? I was like straight edge. Okay. Like I didn't drink, didn't smoke anything, but um, but I was goth and I was like cool with whatever. But um, yeah, my roommates, like the whole garage was like an opium den. Like there was just cracking whippets all the time. Jeez. There was a six foot bong in there. There was never room for uh, my frozen dinners because the, <laughs> there was so much weed in the <laughs> freezer. And if I ever got whipped cream for like ice cream, immediately the next day, I'd be like, someone fucking juiced this for a yeah. whippet, didn't you? But um, but I never, so I never did anything like that. But um, I talked to my psychiatrist. I was going through a lot of anxiety. I was going through stuff with my dad. After my dad. Um, and he was like buttoned up you know, Beverly Hills psychiatrist. And he's like, well, you know, studies have come out. Imperial College of London uh, psychedelics actually can uh, have uh, better lasting results for anxiety and depression than Lexapro. And I was like, say what? (laughs) And so he sent me some literature and I looked into it and talked to some people and, um, and I ended up getting some shrooms and measuring out a pretty significant dose, like three and a half grams, which is a lot. The first time you did a lot? Yeah. Okay. I just was like... I, this is part of the literature? This is part of the literature. <laughs> so it was like I journaled a couple of days in advance a few times to really set my oh, you set intentions, intentions and it's, be like, what do I want to explore yeah. with this? Like I... um, it, By the way, if you're on an SSRI, it just might not work for you. Like you have to phase off of an SSRI for like six weeks to do it. So definitely... That sounds prohibitive it does and uh, i so ha- wait if you're on an ssri the the shrooms won't work yeah because you're what? it'll keep the level of serotonin in your brain pretty even so the mm. mushrooms are like let's do more serotonin and then the ssri is like i don't think so i see um so it's definitely so it cock blocks yeah and so shrooms. i had been off of an ssri for a while so um so just talk to your doctors talk to my doctor apparently <laughs> but um so yeah, so went in, did did the whole thing, like set aside a day for it. Um, I had Jarrett sit by the bedside just in case I freaked out. And uh, and did wore, you make like a tea or? I wore an eye mask. I had an eye mask. I had a, a playlist that the Imperial College uh, London put together for like a psychedelic journey, which is kind of like a like it's like a six hour thing, and it's kind of like helps you like a soundtrack to like yeah. keep your thoughts moving. Oh, that's cool. And then ground it up in. A coffee grinder and put it in some acidic juice, some orange juice, down the hatch. Then I was like anxiously, like waiting for it so to hit. nervous, and it ended up being like one of the one of the best things I've done for mental health, like in my life. Wow. It was, I was terrified, um, and you have to like talk to your you start getting nauseous, and you have to like breathe through it and tell your body like don't reject the stuff, it's okay. So you didn't throw up. Kill us. I didn't. No. Um, but you know it it helped me it helped me like pick apart a lot of the things that I was afraid of it you know I don't know what realm you're in I don't know what your brain does I don't know what happens but I ended up having like conversations with dead people which was unexpected and I was like um 
And, you know, whether those are completely conjured by my brain or whether there's a whole multiverse that we just don't have the tools to understand yet, it felt like a lot of closure for me and like a lot of answers and things tied up. And, um, yeah, I came out of it feeling like I had, I had really like tied up some loose ends and untangled some other things, which was that's amazing. Yeah, which was super helpful. How soon after your dad's death did you do it? Only about a month. Okay. So just like a week or two after his funeral. Did you only do it that one time? Yeah, just okay, that one Okay, because you said you did a shit ton of mushrooms. So I was yeah. thinking like you got into the lifestyle. No. You just mean you did a shit ton at once. At once. At once. Wow. It so was, yeah. when you were having these conversations, did were you aware this is the shrooms? This is not literally happening like in this room or it how? Felt, it felt so real that then and even kind of now, I'm just like, I'll just accept that. Like it was like a really, really vivid waking dream, but I remembered all of it, and and I was, I was sobbing and laughing at the same time. Like, but there were also like little little things that uh, I felt like were explained to me that I was like, okay, well that's why that happened. I can accept that. Or was um, any part of it scary? Yeah, they say that if you if you start to like spiral, you start to feel scared. Just tell yourself nothing can hurt you in it. You're in a safe cozy bed. You have a loved one in the next room. Nothing can hurt you. And just if something comes up that's scary, just go to it with curiosity and be like, huh, what, what the hell is this? Or just keep moving on. Like I had a moment where things felt a little bit like, uh-oh, like am I going to go down this like dark staircase? Right. And it started feeling eerie. And I was like, just remember, like keep moving. But it was weird. It was like I I first got into it and it was like every dead ancestor I've ever had was there. Like just almost like if you walked into like a stadium and it was just like faces, it was like that where it was like, oh, there's so many people. Like if all those people at once met you at a train station being like, hey, welcome. It was really weird. And I remember telling Jared, I was like, it's like really crowded. There's a lot of people here. (laughs) Like I got to like say hi and – um. But yeah, it was really it was really weird. And the main thing that I got from it is just like uh, like art and beauty and love are the good things. And there's a lot of shitty stuff also. But the thing that is always trying to get through is art and beauty and and love and connection and to try not to let, you know, grief and sadness and greed and uh, suffering in the world block your view mm. and to always try to err on the side of like connection and love and uh and beauty and that that's the good stuff and that's kind of like what we live for so to not to try to always find that and bring out more of that so i was like that's pretty helpful i was like that's so pretty good. good it was definitely i was definitely scared to do it though yeah i was did like, you spend the whole time in your room like uh, yeah. in bed yeah. yeah i was like because uh, putting on the eye mask and the music helps you like de- kind of go in and detangle mm-hmm. your thoughts. Like it struck me as like so it would be so bonkers to be on it at like Coachella and be like, there's all these people coming in and out and taking pictures and your phone's got a filter and someone's eating a hot dog. And I mean, I, I had a friend who dropped acid <laughs> before a court appearance oh, <laughs> i'm like what? i don't understand any part of that was but it courtney love what was this? <laughs> i believe his it was my friend jody who uh 
He's the guy who, I don't know if you remember when I did uh, Sketchfest, I mentioned my friend Jody who casually shit his pants or oh. casually, casually referred to shitting his pants. Or, and I had some question about it. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned, I talked about it from the stage. Is that theme? Shit and me. Um, <laughs> he's in the band Supernova. I don't know okay. if you remember them. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think he went through a crazy phase when he was younger. But like, I've never Ugh. done acid. I've never done acid. Either. But I cannot imagine a less conducive environment for doing it oh a then. courtroom yeah are you kidding i know i just burped because yeah, i was i didn't even so, hear it i was so yeah. shocked a shock i swallowed burp. air but yeah i mean i i'm sure it works for some people and but the amount that i did in the first time doing it i was like oh that'd be a bad scene for yeah. me but i uh but you know i think if you are on them and you go outside and things are moving and wiggling like you're probably much more in tune with things around you right but oh yeah me, like nature is like, a big yeah thing they say but get, i was like get in nature yeah i was like i gotta get in this nature i'm gonna do with this badger in here so that so yeah that's why i tried to follow all the protocol and watch like michael pollan documentaries ahead of time there's one on uh on netflix it's about mushrooms and stuff so. i'm so i'm so sold except for the having to get off ssri's aspect of it yeah that was tough and i had been off them because i had a because <laughs> i fell down a flight of stairs and had a concussion so i yes. had been off them for a little bit and so yeah but um but it helpful i mean i never would have done it if my like long-term psychiatrist wasn't like give, give it a go and i was like wow thanks doc so were you surprised yeah i was like but i don't do this yeah and uh but i i mean i i also talked to some friends who had used it like therapeutically and i was like well heck and darn might as well go for it you know yeah but yeah it was uh super i think about that time i think about that day like once a day wow. i think about it all the time because so, i and and when i start to you know, get nervous or get too like burdened with work and stuff. I try to remember like go do or see something like something lovely or, yeah. you know, so it's yeah, it was helpful. I mean, there's a, there's a weird thing about your parents dying or someone you love dying where you, it's going to shift your life in another direction. You don't know exactly what it's going to be. And if you're lucky, you get to grow from it. And you know what I mean? Like grow from it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and so, but the loss is really, really difficult. But, uh, you know, yeah, we, unfortunately, we all have to die. It sucks. I hate that. I hate it too. But living forever also seems also not seems, ideal. Uh, seem, that seems so tiring. <laughs> I feel like you should just get to push the snooze button. Yes. A few times on your life, you know, and like really make peace with. Yeah. I, I don't know. Allie. Yes. We're going to continue this okay. on the Patreon friend zone that yes, we're going to we record will. right after this. I have some mm. questions. Um, it was so nice having you on the show. Thank you so, so, so much. I could talk to you forever, which is why we're going to keep talking. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but tell everyone, um, where they can find you. We didn't even get it. You didn't even get a chance to say the TV shows they can see you on. So oh. add that into, uh, ologies is my podcast. It's a different ology every week. You can find a very fun podcast. And, uh, I'm also on a show called, uh, innovation nation on CBS on Saturday mornings and, uh, brainchild on Netflix, a hundred humans on Netflix. Um, I might be forgetting things. I don't know, but, um, they should just Google you. Just fine. Just yeah. Google it. And then I'm also on this new podcast. It's, uh, 
Allison Rosen is your new best oh. friend Patreon episode. I love her. She <laughs> asked the things I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> exactly. So stay tuned for that. It's such a pleasure. It's so lovely to be back. Thank you for being patient with me as I went into uh, the darkness of hospice and yeah. then my own mind. <laughs> yeah. I know, but there was like a lot of kernels of wisdom just hanging out back there. I hope. I hope it's of help to somebody else. Yeah. It's of help to me. Yeah. So yeah. We'll continue. T- TBD. Yes. Yeah. Tony Thaxton, where might we find you? Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. <laughs> and Bizarre Albums every Tuesday and uh, Sunday in Long Beach, April 23rd. I'll be going to be playing drums with Townland again, our friend Matt Gorley's band. Uh, once again, I've forgotten the name of the place, but <laughs> find it memorable. on my Instagram. Just yeah. go to Long Beach. Yeah. Keep an ear open. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed to Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Leave us a nice review or a shitty review, but I prefer the nice ones. Click five stars. It helps out the show. Tell a friend. Uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I am on the aforementioned Patreon. 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 Patreon.com <laughs> slash Allison Rosen. And then I have another new sneaky Patreon in the mix as well. And it is Todd Perry with whom I did Upwardly Weekly. Uh, we have now started uh, spicier, more ad- adult, but not like not in a it's not like a lap dance or anything. I just mean it's <laughs> it's not it's not uh, like Upwardly was had to be clean and upworthy and so this is like we're letting our hair down and it's called allison and todd after hours and you can get just two dollars a month and you can get that at patreon.com slash allison and todd uh subscribe on youtube to this youtube.com slash allison rosen all right thank you so much listeners thank you for listening i love you you matter goodbye (laughs) hey do you know about the allison rosen show 